Auburn's defensive backfield keeps getting better. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day, we are dapping it up on a Thursday. Daryl Daprich, Montgomery radio legend, hanging out with us today. Huge news, both with Auburn hiring offensive coordinator Derek Nix. Daryl and I will talk about that, as well as we will get locked on Ole Miss host Stephen Willis's thoughts on that hire. But first things first, Antonio Kite. We speculated on Auburn being the favorite to land the former Alabama cornerback it happened. It happened. Auburn announced that this signing is official, Daryl. And when you look at Antonio Kite, I believe he will start at corner for Auburn. And all of a sudden, the defensive back room for the Auburn Tigers, it was already going to be a strength of this team. But I think the addition of Antonio Kite makes this the best position group on the roster. You know, twice in the last week, I think there's a narrative that could be had. And this is just pure speculation because I think on one scenario, when Auburn signed Lewis, the tackle from, from Mississippi State, I think we felt pretty confident that was a plug and play, that he would start at tackle and that would make Dylan Wade move inside. So two positions got stronger. We could, in theory, say the same thing about Antonio Kite transferring to Auburn. Now, he played outside corner. You've got Kay and Lee on the other side. Does this mean, Zach, that Keontae Scott now moves back inside? If yeah. he does, you know that makes that position stronger because he was a stud, Keontae Scott was, last year at that position. And then now, you know, Kite, who is used to playing outside, four-star, heavily recruited from Aniston, now he locks down that other corner. So, again, in theory, you have a scenario where two positions – and it's a big if. It's contingent upon if that's what they do with Scott. We don't know. Mm -hmm. But if that happens and Kite can hold that position down, the outside corner, Auburn does it again. They make two positions stronger with one signing. Yeah, and I think some of that <clears throat> excuse me, depends on how much Keontae Scott wants to play corner. Was that part of the contingency of him coming back? We don't know all of we don't know all of the details of the conversation that resulted in Keontae moving to outside corner. Now, I think Keontae could be an exceptional outside corner. I do think he is better in the middle of the field. We'll see if the coaching staff and what the new defensive coordinator, whoever that may be, what he decides with all of this. But I think there's two scenarios here. One is the one you just said. Kay and Lee and Antonio Kiter are starting outside corners, and you move Keontae inside, and you've got Jaron Thompson, the, the transfer uh, safety from Texas, at one of the safety spots. Sylvester Smith, maybe the other, we'll see. Though you feel pretty good about that. The other scenario is Keontae Scott doesn't move back inside. He stays outside. And all of a sudden, you've got a really elite battle between Antonio Kite and Kay and Lee. And wow, cornerback depth again. And, and all of a sudden, you know, I, I think it's all going to work itself out. Depth always has a way of, of doing that, Daryl. Neither of these situations make Auburn worse, by the way. I'm going to throw out scenario number three, and I want to get your thoughts on it. I'm just throwing it out there, so I want your opinion. We have seen, and I read his bio coming out of high school, 
where the guy that did the scouting report on him said he could play corner or could play safety. Mm. A guy that could play both like that, could he not get moved inside and play the Keontae Scott position from last year with the kind of versatility he has from being able to play safety and being able to play corner? A hybrid guy like that, like Donovan Donovan Kaufman, someone like that in the past, that's probably not above his you know skill set to maybe move inside. I think he might have some of the ability to do that. Yeah, the you know when you look at Antonio Kite, he's got all the traits that you want in a defensive back and the versatility. You could see it potentially being there. He just hasn't done. It. I mean, he didn't play a ton at Alabama. I mean, a lot of this is being based on you know small sample size and just he was kind of the next guy up. And you know, if if he would have been a part of Auburn's class when he came out of high school, he would have been our highest rated player in that respective class. So a lot of this is projecting. Darrell, when you look at what he did for Alabama in 2023, he lined up as a linebacker on three snaps, according to Pro Football Focus. The other 19 snaps that he played on defense came at wide corner, outside corner. And then he played uh, he played special teams outside of that. So we don't really know what all he is capable of doing other than just looking at the, all the boxes that he's able to check from an athleticism standpoint. To where I say, yeah, sure. Also, I don't want this to happen, but I think Kane Lee's good enough to play nickel as well if you needed him to. But I don't know why we're having this conversation. I, I think I think what you're saying is good, but we know Keontae Scott is elite at that spot. So, like, why would he not be the guy to move back? Because you said you touched on it. Yeah, you said it. You broke the code. What if? He was convinced in this day and age of NIL and making promises to retain players yeah. and not go back on your word. If to retain a kid, you said, Hey, look, get back, you know, leave the portal, come back again. And we'll let you have that shot at outside corner. If you promise that now, we don't know that they did. This is all speculation, right? but, but you're, you, you cracked the code. If that's what happened, then you've got to make other arrangements because you can't go back on your word. You just can't. It, that's for morale. That's horrible. Yeah, um, I'm with you. And Keontae so Scott's a big know. part of the morale. For, for, I just know that no there doubt. was some fragility there, and Auburn was afraid to lose him and felt like they needed to do whatever they could and was walking on eggshells to keep him. So whatever they promised him, um, I think they'll have to to own up to that. If, that, if that's the case. Yeah, it's speculation. But in hindsight it does kind of feel like they had to walk on eggshells to keep him because Ron Roberts was still the defensive coordinator. Like it, the, the fact that Ron Roberts was let go and they parted ways and he went to Florida and all these guys all of a sudden got a lot happier. Mm -hmm. You know, is that a factor in, in this conversation? And it probably is. It probably is. Coach yeah, Griffith's back. I, I think, you know, that would yeah. put, um, you know, Keontae Scott should be happy playing for Wesley McGriff or Charles Kelly. I mean, both of those guys seem extremely liked by the players. So um, worth noting, if you had to guess right now, who are Auburn's starting outside corners at the end of spring? Yeah, I think it, it, I think it's going to be Kite and Lee. I think Scott's going to get have a conversation with Charles Kelly and, you know, McGriff and say, look, man. Yep. You can play on Sundays. This is your best position. You want to really put some elite stuff on on film? Move back inside. That's your forte, and this is what's going to make you a lot of money. 
at the next level, move it back inside. And so, you know, and that also helps with the whole special teams thing. You know, when you, you have a little bit more, you're not your everyday, everyday field corner or outside corner. And, yeah. you know, he, he can get, because we, we've seen him being a dynamic punt returner. So, yes, Kite and Lee are my prediction. I don't think Kite jumps in the portal knowing Charles Kelly, who recruited him, and jumps in the portal if he doesn't feel like he's going to start. Again, right. just a, just an opinion. That's right. Yeah, because, I mean, he could be the only guy on Alabama's roster and start there, too. Kentucky was on him late. Uh, you know, sure. I, I saw that on the Kentucky boards as well. Kentucky was on him late. You'd have to think Kentucky probably said, hey, man, you can come right here, step in, and start. Uh, you know. I, I love how young he is. I mean, we get him for several Three years. years. Yeah. yeah. 6'1", yeah. 190 is what I saw, uh, his measurables. very. They said he was very long, very lean, very athletic, uh, just a prototypical corner to go the opposite side with Lee. I love that. I mean, and then you've got Laquan Robinson, Sylvester Smith, and 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 uh, Thompson in the, in the, on the safety side, J.D. Rim, Colton Hood. Auburn now has depth again in the defensive secondary. It's a really good room, and it's a nice combination of upside and talent as well as experience and, you know, proven commodity. So I love it. And you don't have to count on a freshman necessarily coming in. It's a nice luxury to have yes. if a freshman comes in and gets you some reps and that may happen, yes. but you don't have to count on that to happen. That's right. That's right. Daryl, I just want to point out, you have pivoted drastically in your stance on where Keontae Scott should play. I'm just pointing that out. I have. I know right. I have. And I'm not using that based upon the um, Music City Bowl either. I mean, that's not like I'm not, I didn't see it. And go, oh, because I mean, one game doesn't an outside corner make. I I said that he was a good outside corner coming out of JUCO. But if you have a guy that's as good, why not strengthen? I mean, I was basing that upon, though, not having a corner to fill in, right? Not having an outside right. corner. That changes the game a little bit when you have someone that can play there. If Keontae does start an outside corner, which I don't think he will, I think we're, I think we're in agreement here. But if he doesn't move back to nickel, if he says no, I want to, I want to put reps at corner on tape to get drafted in the NFL as an outside corner. Uh, who who would you say starts at nickel? Wow, I think that you 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 have to try to give Kite a shot there. I, I think you have to. So you you've got Lee over Kite. Yes, I yes. do too. I do too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I and I, I love both of them, but I think Lee played a lot. I mean, look, Lee started for Auburn last year, had to fill in, you know, uh, at the, until Pritchett got healthy after Early what, three games, two, yeah, three I mean, games, yeah, mm -hmm, the first yeah. three games, and played really good against Cal. Right. Uh, played played games, you know. Again, it was Samford and Mass UMass, but still, he had to start. He has started at Auburn before where yes. Kite hasn't, so that's where I'd give him the advantage. Now, yeah. different coordinator, different scheme. We don't know if it's a 4-3, a 3-3-5, you know, whatever they've, we've talked about, mm -hmm. whatever defensive coordinator comes in, that has a lot to say in where, where Scott may line up and play too. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. All right, yeah, Antonio Kite coming in, instant starter. I like the way you worded it. I think with the addition of him, assuming Keontae moves inside, two positions get better with this addition. Auburn also made hiring Derek Nix as their next offensive coordinator official, Daryl. Let's talk about that next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. 
Uh, it also is what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle, the vehicle you love, or the vehicle that just gets you from point A to point B. Whether you're into the speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. All the parts you need, the prices you want, check out our friends at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Daryl Daprich, our guest, will be joined by Stephen Willis of Locked On Ole Miss later in the show. Daryl, I know you're looking forward to that. So when we look at making Derek Nix, Auburn's next offensive coordinator, official, I think we have to start with how it was announced. Very, very strange that the other school, the school that he's coming from, was the one that announced it. Lane Kiffin, it appears... I want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, but I'm just not going to. But it appears that he was being petty, making an emphasis on the fact that Derek Nix will be calling plays at Auburn. And that's obviously kind of up in the air. But uh, you know, your initial thoughts when you saw that announcement from Lane Kiffin this morning? Nothing about that announcement surprised me. Nothing about it is a mystery. It's right there in plain transparency yep. about what Kiffin is, what he's <laughs> butthurt about. Look, I'm just going to say it, okay? Let's let's be real. First of all, he tweeted for the last week, butthurt about Derek Nix and kept posting articles about Lane Kiffin, I mean, about you Freeze calling plays. Now, for our listeners and viewers, the reason why that's important is Derek Nix had a clause in his contract that he couldn't make a lateral move. He had to move for a promotion, meaning offensive coordinator and calling plays. So every time Kiffin tweeted out the Hugh Freeze was calling plays, it was a dig that Nick shouldn't be leaving, that there was contract issues. That's what held it up last year. Hugh right. Freeze wanted, okay, so that happens. Well, he doesn't get his way. Probably the language of the contract showed that all Auburn had to do had to do was make Derek Nix an offensive coordinator and he could come. Well, that's not good enough for teenage girl Lane Kiffin, who's got a tweet like that. He's got to release the statement before Derek Nix gets a chance to talk to his players and his position group. I mean, the reason why that was tweeted out by Lane Kiffin at 9 a.m. this morning, not only the pettiness of the message, where the middle of that summary, the middle of the paragraph, he emphasizes. Well, can can I read it real quick? May, read may it I read it real quick? quick. Yes, read uh, that. Th and then we'll this get is back the second, it. yeah, this is the second paragraph from Ole Miss Football's uh, Twitter account yesterday morning. Acknowledging the opportunity to become a full time play caller with full time play calling duties as offensive coordinator at Auburn University, we extend our sincere well wishes to the Knicks family in this new endeavor. I'll read the rest of it real quick. We will begin the search for our new wide receivers coach immediately with the objective of finding the best fit to coach the top wide receiver room in America. Okay, that's that middle part is absolutely throwing shade at Auburn, basically saying, okay, Auburn, I'm calling you out. I know Hugh Freeze is calling plays, so I'm going to say this. Okay, that's petty in itself. But again, Zach, go back. At, Auburn didn't get a chance to announce it. They absolutely undercut Auburn making an announcement about its own hire and, 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 and named the school with Auburn University. He did that to be petty. He did that because he was butthurt. He was mad. And so he wanted to take some of Auburn's thunder. You, and you know quite what? I, honestly, it's a, it, it's comical that Auburn's on his mind so much. You know what? I, I wanted him to say, 
University of Auburn instead of Auburn University. So bad. Yeah. That was well, it's just again classic. And I'm gonna say this. I saw it with my own eyes. Okay. Another little little side uh story here is that a couple of Auburn fans tweeted out things like that's petty. You're blocking a coach from having a a, a promotion. You stole right. his thunder. And guess who liked two of the tweets, Zach? Who? Derek Nick's wife. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yep. I have the receipts if you ever want me to show them to you. She liked both of those tweets that were basically ripping Kiffin for the way he handled it and for the way he treated Nick's in this process and holding him back and taking away his moment. And both of those tweets were very damning on Lane Kiffin by just fans, fans just stating their opinion. And she liked both love of those tweets. I love that. Oh, so she's going to fit in great here. She's going to fit in great here. It's beautiful. So yeah, that's just a little sidebar for some fun to kind of feast on. Yeah. On this Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we're not expecting him to call plays full time. I don't expect that. I do expect him to be very involved with the offensive game plan. And I do expect him to be very involved with recruiting. And I would not, I would be shocked if his recruiting area was not the state of Mississippi. I mean, he's been there for so long. If you to win at Auburn and to acquire top talent, you have to recruit the states bordering your state very well. You got to win in in state recruiting battles at Alabama or in the state of Alabama, which I think is easier now than it was two weeks ago. And then I think now winning recruiting battles in the state of Mississippi just got easier as well, which is which is huge. It's huge, Daryl. And you got to think when you talk about play calling, it doesn't mean you can't design plays to input into the game plan to put on the call sheet because he knows how to scheme guys open. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen that. So maybe he's learned from that and he's he knows certain schematic things and routes, a route tree that can get some of these freshman receivers and some of these guys like Robert Lewis open. And then he'll put that on the play sheet or the call play call sheet and then freeze will decide when to use it. He'll be he'll be involved in play calling from that aspect, designing of plays and game planning, and yeah. he'll have the offensive coordinator title. So you know what? Get over it. It's just so it's childish and it's petty, and it's it, it's the reason why, in my opinion, you didn't see him, Lane Kiffin, have the opportunity for the Alabama jobs and bigger jobs. People are over that type of stuff. Period. Yeah, I also think there is. Um there's something about going and getting a coach that you know they didn't want to leave. I also think you know, this is kind of the second time this happened. It's different with a coach slash school officially doing it, but this isn't too different. It is different, but it's not a crazy amount different than what Deion Sanders, what primetime did when Charles Kelly was coming to Auburn and before Auburn was ready to announce it, he leaked that supposedly, leaked it to national media. And then they kind of ran with the story. So the fact that Hugh Freeze is putting together this staff where it's upsetting the people that the staff members are leaving, that's nothing but good things for Auburn. Anytime you go to language in a contract to try to keep somebody at your university, yes. you don't want them to leave. And there's yeah. value in that, knowing that you did poach that coach. You, you would just say, 
all right, good luck in your endeavors. You wouldn't go back to the letter of the law and go, no, 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 you can't leave. Your contract's it. When you do that, you're desperate to keep somebody. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about it, Daryl. And then, you know, also just the, I'm not going to, well, the, the fact that Ole Miss now is saying, oh, well, we had a plan for him to leave anyway. We wanted him to leave anyway. And it's like, no, he was there for 16 years and you loved him. And the mm -hmm. language you're about to hear from an Ole Miss person in just a second about how it's okay that he left. But we'll, uh, we'll jump into that in just a second. Daryl Dapper, how people check out everything that you've got going on? Follow me on X, Dap6410. Uh, back with you tomorrow on another edition of Locked on Armor, the normal Double D Friday that we do. And then obviously after every basketball game, we go live. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, tuned in hoping to hear basketball, it's up on this feed. We posted it last night. We also went live on YouTube, so it's up on the YouTube channel as well. Coming up, Stephen Willis locked on Ole Miss. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel's America's number one sports book. The NFL playoffs are heating up. I'm taking the Texans money line over the Baltimore Ravens this weekend, and you should too. I'm not telling you to pick that, but you definitely should get involved in the action uh, with the NFL playoffs over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's all you have to do. Bet $5, you get $150 uh, guaranteed. It's pretty solid, and you can use those bonus bets on all sorts of things. Live, same game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make parlays in the Parlay Hub. And a ton more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Joining us now here on Locked On Auburn, it is the host of Locked On Ole Miss, Stephen Willis, the Auburn fan base's favorite podcast host. Stephen, your thoughts when Derek Nix to Auburn was made official, interestingly enough, by the old Miss football social media account. Yeah, my first thought on that one is obviously Lane, Lane Kiffin and, and Hugh Freeze have beef. It, 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 this feels like it's real right now uh, because that was some petty stuff by that happening. I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but I think it comes from the fact that maybe Derek Nix is going for an OC and name only type job because he freezes said over and over again that he's going to call the plays. Mm -hmm. So I, I think something like that is happening, but before we get started, I do want to say that Derek Nix, if should he ever retire and he wants to move back to Oxford, he can, he's one of the best people in the known universe. He's yeah. been in Oxford for 16 years. He's a great guy, great guy. And honestly, he's just gone up as high as he could go up at Ole Miss because as Auburn people might not know, Ole Miss has had an open quote coordinator position for about a month. And Derek Nix didn't sniff that on the Ole Miss side um, for better or for worse or for anything going on. Yeah. So for his advancement of his career, this makes all the sense in the world. I've been calling on this. I've been talking to you for two weeks about mm -hmm. this as a potential thing that was going to happen. I do think this is a weird dynamic that probably started with the Auburn Lane stuff a year ago. Yeah. But any chance one fan base has to dunk on the other, they take it. It doesn't matter what it is and how small it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I love 
that this has become the rivalry that it is. I hate that we're not playing each other this season. I think that's yeah. a major missed opportunity by the uh, by the SEC, but whatever. So, I mean, Derek Nix was there for forever, it seems like. You, you just mentioned it, 16 years. Running backs coach for a long time, most recently wide receivers coach. As far as the coaching prowess that he has, and he was at Ole Miss during the Hugh Freeze era, as well, but what is what is Auburn getting in Derek Nix as far as a on-field coach, as far as a game planner, as far as a recruiter, Stephen? Well, what kept him around at Ole Miss was the same thing that kept getting Trooper Taylor drops. I mean, it was that coach, that okay. type of recruiter. He knows everybody in the state of Mississippi. He's an excellent recruiter in the state of Alabama. That is what he brings to the table. Now. This is not to denigrate Derek Nix at all because everybody should know what I think about Derek Nix. But with the addition of Kelvin Boulding and his ascendancy, he has become what Derek Nix was. So Derek Nix kind of became redundant to the operation to where you have basically two super recruiters sitting on the staff. And Derek Nix getting off the staff allows Kelvin Boulding to get on the field. And this guy is a star in the making. Now, he is a good guy. He has seen a lot of football. He has obviously has understanding of what Hugh Freeze likes to look for and what he likes sure. to do. Um, he knows what um, an offensive genius. He sat next to Lane Kiffin for four years offensively. Now, you can't tell me he didn't soak up some information in there as well. So I mm -hmm. do think he's going to add something on the OC side. And I think this is probably a decent hire for Derek Nix and for Auburn. Uh, but it's don't expect, I don't know, like, Ole Miss fans to play along with the you stole the coach away type situation because that this is one of those best for every party involved type situations. I do agree that it's best for every party involved. Uh, I, I don't know. We always do this whenever somebody leaves and goes somewhere else. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, we didn't want him anyway. And like, I mean, we saw this with Ole Miss when Jake Thornton left Ole Miss to, to come to Auburn and be a part of Hugh Freeze's staff. I mean, to act like these coaches aren't good and aren't valued just because they're leaving, I, I don't know if that's necessarily no, the, I, the the right move there. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think you need to understand me as me devaluing him. Sure. I, I, I It had just gotten to the point where his career progression at Ole Miss was reaching a ceiling, and he was actively roadblocking what could be a future star in coaching. So that's the reason I say it's best for all parties involved. Garrett gets his bag. He gets to be an OC. Ole Miss gets to promote potentially Kelvin Bolden, that that's what actually happens mm -hmm. um, in Oxford. And Ole Miss can go after and get a Joe Cox because that's rumored as well to okay. come into the tight end room. Got it. Got it. Why do you think Lane Kiffin, because he had to know that conversations were going on between mm -hmm. Derek Nix and Auburn. I, I just refuse to believe that this caught him by surprise. So when he when he posted that picture on social media, it was probably about a week ago at this point, Stephen, maybe a little more recent, of saying, hey, guys, quit calling me, telling me that Derek Nix is at, and he tagged Auburn football. Mm -hmm. Why do you yeah. think he posted that when he had to know that this was likely? Um, well, I do genuinely think whenever we talk about what caused the Lane Kiffin trolling and the offensive coordinator and name only type situation. I heard rumors that there were different offers that had to be worded a different way to make sure that Derek Nix wasn't 
in violation of his Ole Miss contract and stuff. All of this minutiae that we don't understand, Lane Kiffin probably knows about four different levels of where that sits. Now, Lane Kiffin did not say that Derek Nix is not going to Auburn. He basically said, do not say he's there right now. It was a very present sense picture. And also, that was a way that Lane Kiffin could post that to where Daquan Wright was up on the screen behind him. He was obviously a Virginia Tech commit that was committing or that was visiting within 24 hours of that picture being taken. So I do think there's some double meaning going on there as well. But I do agree that Hugh Freeze and Lane Kiffin, they are not BFFs. I don't even know if I'd call them frenemies at this point. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what comes from that. And we don't know when Auburn and Ole Miss will play each other again. Maybe the SEC will you know, announce kind of who the future opponents are and all that at some point. I doubt it, but we'll see. But the fact that this rivalry has become what it is, ironically, now when they're not going to play each other every year, it's just, it's a, I hate it. I hate the fact that Auburn and Ole Miss aren't playing in 2024. Yeah, it is such a, been such a weird game because if you remember the COVID year when Gus was there and the game was in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, or maybe that was mm-hmm. 2021, and there was the play where the ball hit the um, kickoff returner, Ole Miss recovered for a touchdown, but it was overturned that that didn't happen, and Auburn yeah. ended up winning that football game. The next year, Ole Miss goes out to Auburn, and it was Matt Corral getting hurt and all backup wide receivers, just complete weirdness. And then Ole Miss has won the last two years. It's pretty fantastic. And also, if you think about it, there's a pretty good basketball game that's coming up and depending on when this airs in a couple hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll, uh, of course, Saturday night at 7.30 uh, Central Time tip in Neville Arena. It's going to be crazy with Alan Flanagan and folks uh, coming back. So that will be a very loud place to be. Steven, thank you for giving your insight on Derek Nix. If Auburn folks want a different perspective on the SEC or the Ole Miss perspective on, you know, how uh, how all this coaching carousel is going to fall, how can they uh, how can they check you out? Hey, you can check me out on Twitter at the Stephen Willis. There's a lot of you already there, depending <laughs> if you look at my mentions at the moment. Um, you can also catch me at Locked On Ole Miss, and the same thing is um, happening there as well. If you want to be aggravated. Come tune in. I'm pretty fair and balanced, but I, I am going to speak my mind. And yeah, if you want to be enjoy, been entertained, come on. We're glad to yeah. have you. Yeah, odds are you will not be the only Auburn fan in Steven's comment nope. section. Thank you, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you so much to Steven. Thank you so much to the Daryl Daprich. And once again, if you, uh, if you hadn't checked out our basketball reaction from last night, be sure to do that. It's up in the podcast feed or up on YouTube. We will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn.